Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning and welcome back. Second segment coming up. This is Matt Leonard filling in for Matty B while he's off doing what Matty B does when he's not here in the studio. Next segment, we're going to be talking with Michael Malloy of the Malloy Firm. He's a, he's an attorney and specializes in business. Uh, Mike, you want to tell me a little bit about your background? Sure. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. Uh, so I'm a um, I've been practicing law in this area since '08. Uh, and I've been working at a couple uh, larger size firms in the area since then, uh, really uh, representing um, businesses, nonprofits, and uh, municipalities in a variety of uh, transactional settings and uh, employee issues. Uh, so that's kind of what my background is, working with some of the largest employers in this area. Uh, and then this past summer, I decided that it was time to uh, take a chance and uh, strike out on my own. So we uh, formed the Malloy Firm in July, and uh, it's been uh, quite a ride ever since. Yeah, I mean, you're basically practicing what you preach as a business attorney. You know, how do you start a business and how do you maintain it? And you employed, employed your own skill set and knowledge to do that, huh? Yeah, well, I figured if I was going to um, try to make a living off of advising people how to order their own affairs, uh, maybe I should um, walk the walk a bit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> now, you, recently you, you spoke at the Chamber Breakfast, kind of became famous after that, and talking about the overtime <laughs> ruling, and then you did a workshop and seminar for us. But, I mean, I know business, you know, business is much larger than just a simple ruling that people may or may not be getting prepared for you know what do you, what else did you i mean there's the i9 process is all all these rules and laws right so um you know i guess i've kind of uh, been known as the overtime guy around here uh, before that i was the i9 guy uh, but really um what it comes down to is helping people to um, figure out what it is they need to do in order to stay out of trouble and to uh, fulfill the mission of their own organizations. So uh, starting with um, forming a nonprofit organization, uh, getting a 501c3 determination if that's in the cards for the group, um, setting up that initial business, uh, reviewing their contracts, and then sort of growing with them, uh, hopefully, uh, as they're going to start employing individuals, then we're getting into how do you handle that relationship. So handbooks, employee policies, and the I-9s and the wage and hour compliance is just one part of that bigger uh, picture. Yeah, you brought something, you know, a topic up that I hear a lot about. I was at a meeting last night, and the organization was talking about creating their own 501c3 charitable arm. Now, a lot of people present that as like an insurmountable task it takes hours and hours of work and you know they, they wring their hands and say they can't do it but 
you know, they could pretty much just call you and it's, it's not as arduous of a process as it, it appears to be, right? Yeah, well, it's not a sure thing for everybody. But um, in the last couple of years, the IRS has really uh, tried to simplify and reduce the expense associated with that. Uh, back in uh, 2012, I did a C3 determination for a local nonprofit, and it took us several months of um, uh, developing policies and processes. And by the time we submitted the filing, it was probably about three inches thick to really tell their story. Uh, for smaller nonprofits, there it, it's gotten a lot simpler. Right, and it's pretty much, you know, it's not cost prohibitive either. I mean, you know, contacting an attorney that knows the process and can get you through it and has access to file can make your life a lot simpler. Yeah, but generally right now for organizations that are doing less than 50000 a year uh, for the first three years, uh, there's an expedited, uh, easier filing process online. Uh, they would still need to create a legal entity under Maine state law. But I, I would say that uh, including the filing fees, I can usually form uh, nonprofits of that size, uh, generally for less than about $1,000. But, um, you know, it, it really assumes that the mission of the organization is going to line up with uh, an appropriate section of the tax code. And sometimes that takes a little more analysis. Right. You're listening to The Breakfast Club on Maine's Big Z. I'm Matt Leonard filling in for Matty B. And we're speaking with Michael Malloy. He's an attorney. The Malloy Firm, Maine.com. If you want to learn more about the services Michael provides, go to Malloy Firm, Maine, all spelt out, dot com. We'll be back after this. Welcome back. Matt Leonard here, filling in for Matty B while he's off today. We're talking with Michael Malloy, an attorney, owns his own firm, the Malloy Firm. And you know, we're really talking business. So, you know, that's something I know a little bit about as president and CEO of the Lewiston Auburn Metropolitan Chamber of Commerce. And I get questions continually. And a lot of times I'll say, I don't know, you should probably talk to a lawyer. And, and the reality is, you know, talking to a lawyer could probably be, save you a lot of grief on the back end. So we talked about forming a 501c3 entity. Uh, but if I'm out there and I get a good idea and I think I can make money off it, what, what are the next steps I need to take, Michael? So... What you want to start doing is uh, assembling a team of your advisors. Uh, you want to have a, a tax advisor early on. Uh, and then the benefit of talking with a lawyer is we can help raise issues that might not be at the front of your mind as you're uh, trying to figure out how you're going to make a go of things. Uh, so we'll get into what's the structure of the business going to be and we'll recommend the best way to uh, create that from a, a legal perspective if it's a matter of creating uh, a separate legal entity. And then also we'll think about uh, how do we want to set up this business so that you can um, um, have it taxed in the most advantageous way for you or the best we could do. So really kind of trying to think through issues about control, uh, what tax status do you want to elect, uh, who's going to have the authority to do what in the business. Those are all uh, questions that we ask uh, early on, and hopefully that benefits the business owner down the line. Right. So it's not just as simple as this saying, hey, now I'm an LLC. There are a lot of decisions to make even within that, right? Yeah. So, for example, one thing I've seen um, from time to time is somebody will go to one of the online providers and they think, oh, I can just uh, cut a check and they'll form my LLC. People are not familiar with working with lawyers in, in many instances, and they think uh, lawyer and they see dollar signs in their eyes. Um, 
you know, most people think they can't afford a lawyer, uh, but really we can do a lot of flat fee formation matters and we think that we're very competitive. But I had a client recently who had gone to one of these uh, online uh, incorporation providers and had paid them, you know, over a thousand dollars thinking they would form an LLC for them and uh, they never actually followed the law in Maine. They filed a certificate of formation with the Secretary of State, but the other piece of that is forming a, an LLC agreement, a contract, and that requires you to actually have a conversation with somebody. And so this person for uh, a couple of years had gone and um, thinking that they had a, an LLC, but in reality they'd paid a whole bunch of money and they did nothing to actually reduce their uh, personal legal exposure for the business. Right, and that's like kind of what I was saying earlier. I mean, it's better to invest on the front end and then have to pay in the back end. And I mean, you, you brought up an interesting point. I mean, I think a lot of people think, oh, lawyer, you know, it's, it's too much money. I can't afford it. But I mean, you actually mentioned, you know, flat fee formation, which is an option for some people, is it not? It, it certainly is. Um, you know, it's not appropriate in every circumstance, but in many of them for forming a basic corporation or an LLC. Um, um, people would be surprised at, at how reasonable that can be. Um, and what it also does is it starts that relationship with an advisor. Uh, and, you know, I'm not interested in just trying to pump as much money I can out of a business. What I'm really interested in, in developing a relationship and seeing a business succeed. And if I can give them good advice and help them uh, avoid some landmines along the way, they're going to be a long-time client, and uh, we're both going to benefit from that. So I, I really try to dispel that notion that if you call a lawyer, you're just going to get some whopper of a bill that you never expected, and all of a sudden uh, it's going to be you against them. Uh, that's probably one of the biggest challenges that uh, small business lawyers need to overcome. Right. I mean, I think it's an interesting point. You're not just hiring a, a lawyer. You're really be beginning a relationship. I know my position at the chamber, I talk to our attorney pretty frequently just to keep me on the straight and narrow, make sure I'm doing the right things. And, and you know, they have an invested interest in that I do the right thing because they want, I mean, their job is to keep you out of trouble, not get you into it. Well, and also, we, you know, trying to, uh, it's not just a matter of trouble and getting, it sounds like you're going to just get in jail for running a business, but helping you to anticipate the challenges and, and maybe uh, see some things that you might not be seeing otherwise. So yes, there's uh, compliance issues, but there are also opportunities. Uh, uh, attorneys can help structure uh, business deals that could help you grow, like acquiring a new facility or opening a line of credit, improving your cash flow all those types of opportunities that may be out there that can make it easier for you. Uh, and if you have a proactive advisor, um, they should be adding to things, um, not, just, um, not just having that negative sort of mindset, but they should really be uh, raising new opportunities for you to think about. All, right. all great points. We're talking with Michael Malloy of the Malloy Firm. If you're looking out there to, to seek legal advice, or maybe you got a great idea and you think you can monetize it, Go to MalloyFirmMaine.com. That's MalloyFirmMaine, all spelled out, .com. Or give Michael a call at 207-312-9239. That number again, 312-9239. This is Matt Leonard. You're listening to The Breakfast Club on Maine's Big Z. Welcome back. Matt Leonard filling in for Matty B this morning. 56 degrees. It's warmed up a whopping two degrees since we started at 7 o'clock this morning. Halfway through the second segment with Michael Malloy. He's an attorney of 
The Malloy Firm. If you want to learn more about what Michael provides, go to MalloyFirmMaine.com. That's M-A-L-L-O-Y, Firm, Maine, all spelled out, dot com. Or you can give him a call at 312-9239. Last segment, we really talked about forming a company, you know, making that decision to really invest in, in your idea and protecting yourself. But there are also a lot of compliance issues, are there not, Michael? Right. And this is where there's a lot of uh, traps for the unwary business owner. Um, <clears throat> whether it's a matter of um, w- once you start hiring, uh, you have wage and hour requirements, you have employee uh, verification obligations, uh, and you have uh, anti-discrimination laws that you need to comply with. And a lot of what we do is trying to make uh, small businesses and even some pretty large employers uh, aware of those obligations and then help them uh, navigate the challenges. Right. I mean, I mean, there's a whole host of uh, compliance issues that have been so focused on some or the other. But I mean, even, um, you know, drug testing in the workplace is a compliance issue that you really need to consult an attorney before you tackle that issue. Right? Yeah. You know, and this is an issue where Maine has some pretty uh uh, specific state laws, and with all these uh, compliance matters, you're really uh, dealing with uh, an overlap between a federal and a state uh, regulatory environment, and that's where having a, a local Maine-based attorney uh, can help. But uh, in the drug testing arena, uh, Maine has a statute that um, really requires the state to review and approve uh, most employee drug testing policies. Um, and so um, that requires you to develop it, vet it with your employees, uh, and submit it to someone in Augusta uh, to give you the thumbs up before you can actually begin drug testing. Uh, there is an exception to that, which is if you have anybody who's subject to uh, federal DOT uh, testing, you can then extend that uh, federal testing to other employees. But uh, it's really... Um, um, a pretty regulated um, process for employers, uh, and that's something that we can help them uh, to navigate if that's something they want to do. Right. I mean, I think a lot of people that are listening are probably like, yeah, duh, you know, drug testing my employees is going to be a compliance issue. I'm going to consult an attorney. But there's a lot of other things, too. You know, I was, you know, kind of shocked to learn that, you know, in today's day and age, everybody has a smartphone. And if your employee is checking their work email after hours, you could be putting yourself and your company at risk. Right, and this is a federal and state um, uh, labor law here, the Federal Fair Labor Standards Act, uh, and it's also been adopted uh, under Title 26 of the Maine statutes, uh, which really requires you to pay your employees for all work uh, that you suffer or permit them to do. And uh, really, even if you're not specifically asking them to do a specific task, but uh, a good employee is taking some initiative and doing work uh, sort of outside the work day, uh, they're required to be paid for that time in most instances. So, um, you know, you need to be aware of these uh, evolving ways that we conduct business and and order our lives and make sure that it fits into both the federal and the state uh, requirements. Right. I mean, and the statute of limitations there goes for quite some time. So if an employee left, you could actually still be subject to paying back wages, correct? Right. So uh, under the federal statute, there's a a two-year look back for unpaid wages. Uh, And so um, 
uh, that yet they would be required to be paid uh, any uh, straight time or overtime if they're subject to overtime uh, for any work that they did and were not paid for. Um, there's also a, a doubling of that amount of back pay in the form of punitive damages in most instances. And then as a matter of course, uh, a successful plaintiff in a case like that is going to recover their reasonable attorney's fees. But if an employer has been uh, willfully uh, ignorant of those requirements and uh, they can show that the employer really uh, made it some egregious violations, um, then they can get a three-year look back under the federal law. The main state law actually hasn't uh, hasn't incorporated that three-year federal statute of limitations, and it could be up to six years of a look back uh, in Maine state law. So it's a huge exposure item for small businesses. Well, there you have it. I mean, it goes back to the previous segments that just because you've formed your business, it doesn't really stop the requirement or the needs of having a lawyer. You really are forming that relationship because we move into the compliance realm, and it, as you can see, it quickly gets uh, complicated. You're listening to The Breakfast Club on Maine's Big Z. We're talking with Michael Malloy. He's an attorney of the Malloy Firm. If you want to hear more about what Michael has to offer, go to the MalloyFirmMaine.com. That's MalloyFirmMaine, which is all spelled out. Or give him a call, 312-9239, and uh, see if you need an attorney or not. We'll be back with one more segment after this. Welcome back. Last segment of The Breakfast Club this morning. We've been talking with Michael Malloy, an attorney from the Malloy firm, and we're talking about how to start a business, how to keep your business, and uh, a lot of complex issues we've just discussed today. So, you know, if, if you're if somebody's out there, they own a business, or they're maybe they're managing the human resources section at a large business, and they're thinking like, oh no, I think I may be making some mistakes. Now they they could contact you, and you could come in and really just do a review or an audit, right? Like. Right. So we do um, uh, sort of a self-audit uh, for a lot of businesses. Uh, much of it can be started with just the review and revisions to an employee handbook, which really will cover a lot of those areas of law that we've discussed. Looking at all their um, personnel policies, things like family leave, do they have a social media policy, uh, do they have uh, privacy policies. We can cover a lot of their exposure just by looking at that and what processes they have or don't have in place. Uh, and then sort of the next level would be uh, looking at the records that they're keeping on things like the I-9 form uh, and their wage and hour compliance. Uh, and so that's uh, something that we can do for clients. Uh, we can often give them a, a flat fee or a range there and we can um, try to do it in smaller uh, bites for them so that it can be um, budget friendly. Right. And that's, I mean, that's a key point is if, I mean, you could, you know, if you realize right now you're probably not up to speed on a lot of things, you could contact an attorney and you could really budget that in for them, right? You could say, okay, here's a, here are the steps that we need to take to get into compliance and here's how much it's going to cost and start at step one, right? Yeah. And again, it goes back to what I talked about earlier about building that relationship. And the more we're in the picture uh, early on, um, the more we can know about how a, a client is running their business and we can try to anticipate some of those uh, matters because a lot of small business owners just frankly don't know about this stuff and it's not their fault. They're not nerds who want to spend uh, their nights and weekends reading federal regs. They've got uh, work to do and money to make and things to sell. But, um, you know, I am a nerd, and, uh, <laughs> and, and I like hanging out with people and building relationships. Uh, so... I, I, 
it's what I think I can offer some of them. Right. It's a win-win for you. Yeah, yeah. it is. And I mean, the reality, too, is that we've talked about the potential penalties for a lot of things. If you self-identify and start taking those steps that even if something really bad happens, you you as an attorney can use that to the benefit of the employer, right? That, right. So there's two really good examples of this. Uh, one is in the wage and hour comp, uh, uh, setting where uh, if you've misclassified someone as exempt from overtime and they're really not, but if you've actually done a diligent attempt to get it right and you have like a checklist or a memo in the file showing you tried your best, then you're not going to be classified in most instances as a willful violator. So you're not looking back three years of unpaid wages, you're looking only two. Uh, the other area would be in the I-9 compliance, which is the two-page form now that has a 70-plus page manual for how to fill it out. And in my experience, over 70% of those have something in them that could give rise to a fine. Well, working with an attorney uh, who knows something about this, we can help correct some of the errors on those forms so that if Homeland Security comes knocking, we can't undo the fact that a violation occurred, but we can show that you have made every reasonable attempt uh, to correct it. And that can go a long way in mitigating penalties. Right, and then some of those fines on the I-9s could be upwards of $1,000 per, right? Yeah, they can go over $1,000. There was a case in Maine two years ago uh, a small convenience store up on the border. Guy had two employees, his mom and his brother, all born in the U.S., but he didn't even know about the I-9 requirement. And uh, Homeland Security came knocking. I think uh, a border guard uh, maybe got a bad cup of coffee one day and was in a bad mood. Uh, and he got whacked with about $2,000 worth of fines for not filling out a form on his mom and his brother. And there was no doubt that they were both authorized to work in the U.S., but it was a record-keeping violation, and um, it was really too bad. That's sort of an extreme example, but in my experience, almost every business uh, has some potential exposure there. And there you have it. I mean, that's a great example of why you probably need to have an attorney. We've been talking with Michael Malloy of the Malloy Firm. And whether you're looking to incorporate an idea into an LLC, you're looking to form a 501c3, and whether or not you already have those things and you're looking at ensuring you're in compliance. But most importantly, if you're looking to build a relationship with a trusted advisor that's going to help you keep your business on track, reach out to the Malloy Firm. MalloyFirmMaine.com. That's M-A-L-L-O-Y F-I-R-M Maine, M-A-I-N-E dot com. Or give them a call at 312-9239. Michael, it's been a pleasure having you in this morning. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Matt. All right, that's a wrap. You've been listening to The Breakfast Club on Maine's Big Z.